Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Tonner. I'm Zook. Happy Groundhog Day. Yeah. I didn't and, hear what the results of that were. Uh, six more weeks of winter, which means six more weeks of us podcasting, at least. Indeed, indeed. Because that's what we do. I, of course, you know, if he didn't see a shadow or whatever it would have been six more weeks of us podcasting anyways because that's how we roll no i just thought of this has the noaa like actually taken his results and like cross-checked them with global warming um i don't know because there's a whole lot of global warming going on in utah right now yeah and there's not if we see like two more weeks of winter i'll be surprised considering that's like all we've seen all winter so I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Indeed, indeed. Hey, shout out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, Stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. And if anyone wants to know what we're talking about, if we have any uh, out-of-country listeners who don't know what Groundhog's Day is, uh, go and find the uh, Bill Murray documentary on the subject. It will be uh, very enlightening for you. You know, that is a great documentary. It is, isn't it? it? It is it is really well done. Uh, of all I, I the documentaries, it's it's. My I didn't know favorite. he could do a documentary. Well, you know, he did do that documentary on mental illness called "What About Bob." Yeah, yeah, and, that was an important one, and the travel guide, uh, lost in translation. Yeah, and so I mean, he's most people don't think of Bill Murray as the documentary, you know, film star, but you know his his documentary looking into the paranormal with Ghostbusters one, and then he followed that up with the sequel. I mean he's a solid solid performer in in the documentary world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or yeah. when he went underwater with the uh, the life aquatic yeah 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 that that exactly exactly now while we were talking about the weather there i just want to say i've gotten old i think i i've become an old man because as i've aged i i find myself extremely fascinated by weather and I don't know why that is. And so the only explanation is that it's because I'm an old man. Yeah. You know, I, I watch the weather at night on the news. I don't care about the news. I watch the weather. And then I watch sports. And that's all that I care about. And then I'll flip the channel. And I'll watch the weather. And I'll watch sports. And I find it really interesting that, like, I've I've developed this immense hatred Towards one of our local weather people, yet I still watch him every every night, and I don't know why that is because I really really hate him. But maybe it's because I'm indifferent to the others, and I like the sports guy on this channel better. I don't know. Hmm. It's it's an odd odd observant observation that I've noticed here in the last last few years, especially the last few months. I've been paying attention to it. Very freaky. Very freaky. I'm I'm an old man. Get off my lawn. <laughs> hey, um, coming up news. We have uh, upcoming news. We have the Superb Owl happening this weekend. Yes. Um, so by, by the, time the time you hear it, it yeah. will have taken place and the Eagles will have won. Or not. Probably. Well, you know, if, if they haven't won, then it's a safe bet that the Patriots were cheating. Well, that is my prediction, actually, is that um, the, the winner of the Superb Owl will either be one team or the other. That is a very that is a ballsy prediction right there. I I feel pretty good about it. I've actually put my odds in in Vegas on that. Have you? Yeah. So somebody will win. I saw this great uh, this great graph that kind of outlined it, saying that you know the number of people cheering for the Eagles this year, and of them like 
99% are actual Eagles fans, and the rest are just people who hate the Patriots. You know, I actually grew up as an Eagles fan. I, I was a big Randall Cunningham oh, fan. Oh, don't be that guy's honor. It's okay. You don't need to be the Eagles hipster. However, however, when Steve Young got the starting job in San Francisco, my loyalty kind of shifted, which is weird because football is the only sport that I've been able to shift my, my allegiance in, in all of my life. Uh, baseball, I've tried. I can't do it. Basketball, it's just not going to happen because we have a team here in Utah. Uh, but I, I was a huge Eagles fan, and then I just kind of stopped rooting for them and started rooting for the 49ers. However, they still hold a soft spot in my heart. Right, right. And I really hate the Patriots. <laughs> See? See, there it is. Yep. All right. Uh, well, we don't really have many other bits of news. We don't have any feedback. Why is that? What did you not say to not make people <laughs> send us something? We need to be more controversial. Uh, that American football is the only real football there is? Well, that's a, that's a given, and everybody knows that soccer is for kids who are too uncoordinated to play baseball. That, that should get some hate mail. Or, or <laughs> some drunken hooligans at your house. <laughs> Which is probably more likely. Probably more likely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love saying that to soccer parents, though, because they don't appreciate me telling them that their children are uncoordinated. Truth be told, soccer is fascinating to watch. I played soccer for three years. I was goalie for half of that. You have no idea how fit they are until you realize that the pitch they're running on is like 150 yards long. Oh, and, they're and in they're amazing going, shape. And they're going back and forth on it. Like That's why they all times. look like marathon runners. I know. It's insane. If you asked a football player, an American football player, to do that, they just die halfway through. Well, probably any other athlete other than track and field, long distance track and field people would just die. It is insane. But honestly, my favorite part of watching professional soccer is watching the acting when any of them get even slightly tripped. You don't even need to trip them. You just need to blow on them and they'll go down you know, with that d damaged hammy holding their leg like somebody just stabbed him with a hot poker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But nope. Nope, nope. That's that's not how it is. So, nope. all righty. Well, should we just jump into the news or should we just sit here awkwardly for a few minutes? Because that could be fun, too. I don't know if I can do a few minutes of awkwardness. I know. It's tough, isn't it? It is. Uh, I, I should... Is Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, the problem is that this week, a lot of the news was really boring financials because it was the end of Q4 from 2017, and they were just, well, actually, the end of Q4 was a while ago, but they were just releasing their numbers. And when I say they, I mean, like, everyone. It's like yeah. tax season. Everyone's suddenly very aware of what they made last year. And if you're a publicly traded company, that means you announced it. And so running through the headlines this week was just like staring at a spreadsheet, and my mind just kind of blanked out. Yeah, it, it was a bit painful. It was a bit painful. But I distracted myself from it all by recording an episode of the Generic Geek Podcast with Colin and our new co-host, Tracy. We were on location at a game store, and we had three very special guests. Uh, that episode will be going up later this week, so be sure to check it out. We also are going to be interviewing um, author and comic book historian Arthur. Arlen Schumer here in the next uh, few days as well. So if there are any comic book questions you want to ask, especially 
you know, Silver Age comic book questions, go ahead and let us know at ggp at stolendroids.com and we'll be sure to get those asked. Excellent. Don't delay, though, because if you delay, it'll, it'll be too late. Hence the term delay. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Don't let's, be late, because then it's delayed. Let's go into those earnings um, and get it over with, shall we? <laughs> let's get the boring crap out of the way. Well, it's boring but fascinating, and it is news. Uh, first up comes news from Samsung. Um. Samsung released their numbers, and it's kind of telling exactly where their money is being made. They actually lost money um, when it comes to their mobile business. So cell phones, mobile devices, chipsets, things like that. Mobile chipsets, I should specify. Um, No, that's not even accurate. I don't even mean mobile chipsets specifically. Just mobile devices. Sorry. I'm overcomplicating this. Make it simple, man. Yeah, keep it simple, yeah. Um... It saw a 3.2% decline uh, from the same point last year, which is surprising when you consider that that's the year that the Note 7 exploded. Is it, though? Because how many people, when their Note 7 exploded in their pocket, said, I'm buying an iPhone or I'm buying an HTC? Well, nobody said I'm buying an HTC, um, but said they're buying something other than a Samsung. Right. Not, Not because they wanted to. But because there wasn't a viable alternative in their mind but to not, compete with the notes. So. Not many. Remember, we reported on it earlier in 2017 that the S8 and S8 Plus were, just went gangbusters. They, they sold did. tons of them. They did. They're good phones. I've got one coming to me here in the next, hopefully, week or so. Yeah, I still love my S8 Plus. I adore it. Um, so it's kind of surprising to me that overall they saw a 3.2% drop from last year. That's weird. It is. Um, however... Their overall profit just skyrocketed. And in case you're wondering why, um, we need to rewind back to when the iPhone X was being developed. And I I told everyone this, and Zahner, you agreed. Um, Yeah, Samsung's providing all the chips for that. Pretty much everything inside an iPhone X is built by Samsung, including the screen, the touch sensor, the NAND flash technology, everything except for the chip itself, which I want to say is actually manufactured by them, just not designed by them. Okay. Um, so they did just fine. Yeah, they pulled in, uh, what was it, like $14 billion in profit yeah, in the fourth it, quarter? Uh, 11 trillion won, which is uh, South Korean money. No, no, 15.2 trillion was their profit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 15.2. Uh, which is fourteen point fourteen point one five billion dollars. I know that that do- that, dollars are more understandable, but I want to keep it one because when you can say trillion, <laughs> that is a lot. That is very impressive. I don't care who you are; that's a lot of money. And so that really, I mean, and they're they're wanting to do a stock split, uh, which is going to make a whole lot of people a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that so that they can make investing in the company more accessible. So they're wanting to dump these profits back into the company and continue to grow. Well, they're going to need to. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the money they made this year was built on the fact that they can make silicon parts cheaper than anyone. But China is going to be producing a lot more silicon parts coming up in 2018, 2019, uh, which are going to eat into it. Now, my prediction there is is that that's bad for everyone. And that's not me trying to be racist, but a lot of times when we It's okay, you're Asian, you can say it. 
well, let's just let's just put it this way. Um, Samsung phones, really great, made in South Korea. iPhones, pretty good, made in China. Except for, you know, when their battery explodes because someone bit into them or, you know, China can make things cheaper than anyone. Okay? Well, just look at Wish. Yeah. The app, I mean, you can you can buy like, I don't know, a helper monkey for like 87 cents plus shipping. Yeah, they, they can make things cheaper than anyone. It is the goal of everyone in electronics to move manufacturing to China. However... It becomes a crapshoot for us as the consumer what level of quality we're getting from that plant in China. Well, and also is the device that we're getting from said Chinese plant sending everything back to the Chinese government. Well, that too. There is that concern. I'd much rather have a South Korean phone than a Chinese phone. Worst case scenario, your Samsung's going to play you K-pop. Yeah. Which, depending on the song, is not the worst thing ever. It could, it could always be worse. Mm-hmm. It could always be worse. It could play Celine Dion. Um, Dell is looking to uh, use their profits from Q4. Um, not much actually came out of Dell itself in terms of profit. It wasn't really big news. But what came from it was a rumor that they're looking at selling off vast parts of the company to VMware. Now, why this is important is because actually Dell owns VMware. So I did not know that. So why would they sell parts of it off to it? It's a reverse merger. If they can do that, they can actually create a publicly traded IPO without having to go through the FCC or any of that stuff. They basically create in place a tradable company using all their profits we're going to see a lot of really creative things happen with the whole new tax break that that just got voted in here in the U.S. That's tricky. That'll be interesting to see. You know, I have a Dell computer for work. I, I love it. It's a great little laptop. But I don't really think of Dell when I think of anything anymore. They're just... I, I know that they do a lot of, um, like, enterprise business, like, with big corporations and stuff. But I really don't think of them, and maybe that's because they're not as dominant in the the home market, the consumer market, as they once were. They should be. I mean, the home market has become so diluted, for lack of a better phrase. When you think about it, people can buy Chromebooks and cheap tablets for dirt cheap. And the whole idea, this is as good a point as any to segue into this. But the whole idea of everyone needing their own solid computer has really fallen by the wayside. And now it's almost like you only need one or two really good computers in the home and everyone else is happy with a tablet. Yeah. So it's not just Dell in that way. Now, I use Dell very differently than you do because it's my role as a network admin and architecture admin. Um, I use a lot of Dell hardware. Um, I use a lot of Dell software. I use SonicWall. I use Case. I use all those different things. That Dell develops, I use VMware, um, so I use them in a very different way than than you do, and that's really where they're pulling their money from right now. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, they're not pulling them from from grandma who needs to buy a new computer to look at recipes and and pictures of cats on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. That that's not that doesn't seem to be their focus anymore. But you know, you think back, what was it, ten years ago? Got to get a Dell. I mean, that irritating Steve dude or whatever his name was. Um, 
He was yeah, busted on marijuana charges. Yeah, they, they've really kind of shifted. And they're just a company that I don't really think of anymore when I think of companies. Yet I use one every day, almost you know, 12 hours a day. And I love it. It's a great, it's a great, great little rig. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that whole future that Apple predicted, um, that they didn't even really predict, Microsoft did, uh, just completely mishandled. Apple really is the one that we can thank for this. They have a new ad for the uh, new iPad. It's pissing a lot of people off, actually. You know, it doesn't so much piss me off as I just think, how stupid. Yeah. So it's the, stupid. The, 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 the ad is of this girl, and she's working on her iPad, and she's just laying on her lawn doing all this different stuff. And then her grandma comes by, oh, you're playing on your computer? And she looks at her and says, what's a computer? Okay. That, in a nutshell, is everything wrong with Apple's mentality. A lot Ex- of people explain. Are, a lot of people are viewing it as insolence. A lot of people are viewing it as smugness, as being deliberately obtuse. It's like saying, "See, that's how I viewed Apple for years, though." Well, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like that one guy. It's like, "Oh, hey, you're reading Batman. I love that comic." Oh no, this isn't a comic. This is a graphic novel. Dude, shut up. I was giving you a compliment. Just take the compliment and go. Now, see... It, you, you, no, no, no. You're a ruining. comic could be different from a graphic novel, though. But does it help or hurt to snidely no. try and shame someone for using the different term? No, this is, I've this got is news a hipster. This yeah. is a hipster mentality. I've got news for you people. The iPad is a computer. It really is. Guess what? So is your iPhone. Yeah. Guess what? So is your iWatch. Okay, guess what? So are the things controlling everything inside your car. They're called computers. And that MacBook Pro? Yeah, that's a freaking computer. That's the thing that really surprised me. It's like, I get that you're trying to market an iPad. Mm -hmm. But dude, you're you're a company that makes computers. Right. Well, they're trying to do it in a way that makes it seem like, oh, PCs are so dinosaurish. We don't need computers. Uh, Hashtag PCs. Um, we just need these cool little iPads, but it, look, I follow, um, I follow some, uh, Apple editors, people who write specifically about Apple devices and Apple news, um, from CNET, from, uh, Gizmodo, from Engadget, from Apple Insider, from Boy Genius Report, you know, all of them. And I was amazed when my Twitter is blowing up. And I'm checking Reddit, and it's blowing up with these normal Apple evangelists going, what the hell, Apple? I wanted to smack that kid. What's a computer? Who the hell raised you? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like people are finally kind of sick of the whole smug attitude. Yeah. And I, I, this segues nicely into Apple's earning report, which was um, kind of interesting, actually. Because the iPhone specifically lost. They lost earnings. But everything else made up the same amount that the iPhone lost. 1%. So is that because people are having to buy peripherals now? Like iWatch and the Apple Buds or whatever they are. The earbud things. The earbuds. The AirPods, um, the AirBuds, the AirBuddies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. I, it, okay, so we saw a whole bunch of uh, 
AirPods at CES. And I had to turn to uh, to Dr. Squishy, who is an Apple user. And I said, okay, is it just me and my Android bias? Or do those look utterly ridiculous? I see people... I, I'm in the airport like every week, it seems. And I see people walking through airports with them all the time. And my first thought is, they just look stupid. Yeah. No, Dr. Squish even said, no, they absolutely look beyond stupid. They look like someone didn't know how to put an earring on. Yeah. It's like, you got something stuck in your ear. Is that a Q-tip that broke off? And the thing is, is that we've seen a whole bunch of actual wireless earbuds. We saw them at CES. You can buy them right now. And they're just, they look almost like earplugs like you'd use when you go shooting or swimming or whatever. Yeah. And they work great, and they look great, and they're touch-sensitive, and you can use them as headsets. And they don't look stupid like that. No, I mean, with it dangling out the ear, and I get that a lot of Apple stuff is status. It's God-look different so people can see it. And I would much rather just have something that sits in my ear and nobody can see. Well, the thing is, is that it doesn't look cool. It looks like you walked off the set of a Star Trek film and forgot to take some of the props off. That is true. Anyway, we're digressing here. Um, Big time. Strangely, Apple did announce that the Apple Watch was up by 70% from this time last year. Sales of it were up 70%. What's driving that? Uh, Marketing? I think now that it's become a little bit more ubiquitous, no, now that it's no longer so... It's not such a novelty item. Right, right. The, the iPhone did this, too, when they got the, the 3GS. Okay, and the third iteration of the iPhone. The first iPhone complete status symbol. Yeah. Right, and rightfully so. There was nothing for it. The App Store didn't exist. iPhone 3G, hey, that's awesome. iPhone 3GS uh, was really where all the technology started to come together and the bar of entry lowered. And suddenly everyone had it. And it was a good phone. It was a legitimately good phone, right? And I think the Apple Watch was the same way. I think the very first time it came out, it's like, oh, my gosh, top shelf is $17,000. Oh, but Beyonce has one. So what? Beyonce has a lot of things I'll never buy. That is true. You know what I'm saying? And now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, and so does the broke barista um, who serves me coffee and those people jogging on the dog trail, um, they have them and everyone has them and people who don't even know technology have them. But the thing is, again, Apple never releases their numbers. According to Apple, the Apple watch has only ever gone up in terms of sales. Which I find difficult to believe. Cause I swear we've reported on stuff where they were just kind of sitting there, not doing anything for a while. Well, yeah, we report on that. And then we also reported on the time when they actually shut down the entire division that makes it and handles it and looped them in with accessories such as AirPods, earbuds, headphones, mice. And that entire division combined was supposedly doing as much business as the Apple Watch was before, which to me means, no, the Apple Watch really wasn't doing so much. Yeah. But whatever. Another um, not great sign for it is the fact that Slack just left the Apple Watch. They nixed it and killed that their app. You know, this right here is somewhat concerning to me. 
because you look at how many companies have killed their Apple Watch apps. You know, you got Slack, you got Twitter, you've got um, Target, eBay, Whole Foods, Amazon, Google. I mean, these these companies have all killed it. Well, there's a reason why. Okay. Tell me the reason. Um, and, and I probably understand this a bit better than even other Android Wear users would. Um, and it's because there's no point in having a standalone app on that device. Which is my thinking, too. Right. Why, why do you need an app for that when you've got the app on your phone and you've got your phone with you? You need the Apple Watch for the notifications, which is what they're using it for now. Right. And to be fair, the Apple Watch's notification system is great. But I do the same thing with my Galaxy Gear S3. I don't install apps to it. I use it just for the notifications. Now, it's designed in such a way, and I think Apple did this the same way, to be a standalone device. So even if you didn't have an iPhone, they could still sell you an Apple Watch. Right? It's just like my Galaxy Gear. Even if you don't have a Samsung phone, you can still use a Galaxy Gear. You could use it with a BlackBerry or an Apple Watch or a... Sorry, not Apple Watch. And... uh a Windows phone, an iPhone, you could use it without a phone because it has all the apps self-contained. You know, the, that seems to be kind of a a problem, though, because if they're trying to get people to still buy it even if they don't have an iPhone so that they can use it as a standalone device, if companies are no longer making apps for it, that's going to kill the dev- kill that aspect of the product. You know what they could do that would t- completely turn these sales around? Make a commercial with someone using it and say, oh, I see you're using your phone. And they say, what's a phone? Don't give them any ideas. Someone's going to punch that hipster little boy that they cast in that commercial. Just like they want to throat punch the hipster girl. Um, Apple also released uh, pre-orders now for their uh, um, the HomePod. You know, I am seeing a lot of um, sales on things like Sonos, the Sonos speakers, with the with the release of the HomePod. People are are going after customers hope in hopes that it doesn't gain ground. But it's an Apple product. We know it's going to gain some traction because it's an Apple product. It is way too expensive. It really is. And if you can get a Sonos for half price, or I think they were doing like a buy one get one free. That is a much more attractive offer than buying a HomePod. Much more attractive. And even if I were an Apple user, I think it would be tough to tough to turn that down. But I'm not an Apple user and I don't think like them. So maybe it's maybe it's not a problem to go spend that kind of money on, on the HomePod. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, in Google news, Google's earnings... Uh painted a very interesting picture of their offerings. First off, they bought part of HTC. Yeah, that deal closed this week. Mm-hmm. We, they, we talked uh, about it a few months ago. Um, a, lo- a large piece of the hardware-specific side, $1.1 billion. Did they pay cash? Probably. Uh, one-fifth of HTC's engineering team are now Google employees, and they're retaining them, which is good. Um but how often do we see a company come in and say, we're going to retain the employees 
And then six months later, they no longer decide they want to retain the employees. Well, it depends. It depends entirely on why the company was acquired. If it was just to acquire patents, yeah, no, they, they get rid of them all entirely. However, this was not just for that. It was actually to acquire the Vive team, the ones who do their VR. Yeah. And to basically be able to build their own phones. They want to build their own phones. The Pixel and Pixel 2 um, launched. People liked them. Schmitty corrected me, by the way, when we said that even Schmitty wouldn't, hasn't talked about it. He said that if he didn't have his LG, his, uh, his V20, he would totally get a Pixel 2. But they can't make enough of them. They can't make a large enough dent in the marketplace because they simply don't have that ability to create that many of them. Which I find fascinating because Google dominates in so many areas. But only in software. But where it com- when it comes to hardware, they are just abysmal in either maintaining or, you know, getting enough on the market. I mean, they just don't seem to really understand how the whole hardware thing works. I, I wonder if that's true. I wonder if instead it's them trying to not play favorites. Remember their Nexus line? Uh-huh. Uh, you may have heard of it, Zoner. You know, I, I don't think you, maybe you have. You've only brought it up frequently how much you loved them. Oh, they were great. The Nexus 5 was a great phone. The, the, the Nexus about, 7 was a great tablet for 18 months. Yeah. Um, the f- funny thing about the Nexus phones and the entire Nexus line was they weren't made by one company. No, they weren't. LG. They, um, yeah, they rotated them. Each year, they'd select a new company to make the next phone. And I can't help but wonder if part of that was to keep them from all the companies from getting pissed off. If they said, hey, look, look. No, no, no. All of you can make Android phones, and to prove it, we'll let everyone have a chance at making our flagship. Isn't this great? You guys can all make phones. We're not competing with you. You're just competing amongst yourselves. Please keep making Android phones. Yeah. And now they're going to have to go into the hardware business to try and churn up production for, like, the Pixel 3 or whatnot, or to try and make their dream come true. I wonder if this entire time they've been worried about pissing off the other manufacturers. And we've speculated about that over the years as well. Yeah. And I, I think there is something to that. But it's it's interesting now because Google is a direct competitor to them. Mm-hmm. And so are, are they no longer worried about pissing them off or do they no longer care? I wonder if instead it's neither. It's just that they can no longer um, move at the same slow pace as the other manufacturers. The only manufacturer in the Android space that can really keep up with what Google wants to do is Samsung. Yes. And unfortunately for them, Samsung wants to do exactly what Google does. They've launched their own voice assistant. It's crap, but whatever. They've launched their own phone OS. They have their own mobile de- um, wearable device, which I'm wearing right now, that has its own OS. They're not playing by Google's rules. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we can either throw ourselves in with this company that wants to destroy us. Or we can hang back with these other companies who don't want to destroy us but can't keep up with our ambition. Or we can just do this ourselves. I think this is going to introduce an interesting level of competition in the market. I think it's going to be good. If Google can pull this off, because right now Samsung, you got Samsung and Apple, and then everybody else, including Google. And if Google can get up so where we've got a big three, we've got Google, Samsung, and Apple, that's going to drive Samsung and Apple to be that much better. 
It's also going to make it so Google starts to only release, and this is going to sound like a very backhanded compliment, I realize, but if Google releases a phone, you know it's going to be excellent because they know they have to compete with the entire market. It can't be this, uh, we'll make it, and if it does, great, wonderful. And if it doesn't, we're still getting royalties from every other manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I really hope that Google can do it well because I've not been really sold on their hardware. Although I am really tempted to pick me up a Google Home or three. So I installed my first Nest this week. Oh, did you? You you went away from the Honeywell, huh? I, I'm sorry. No, not Nest. Nest Protect. Oh, okay. I, I should have. I, I forget. I'm, I'm still new to the Nest ecosystem. Uh, no, the Nest Protect, the, uh, the carbon monoxide smoke detector system. Yeah, I've got six or seven of those. They're they're. It's well built. It's, it's a good piece of kit. It's a pretty cool thing. I, just wait though until your batteries die, and you have to go spend like twenty bucks on double A's for it. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's better than it dying and kicking off the entire house's system because they're all interwired. Um, and they don't shut off. And that's what my old system was. That's fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So we've been actually going for eight months with no smoke detectors in the house. Uh, that is a ballsy move there. Well, um, then my wife saw the most recent episode of This Is Us. And uh, if no one knows what that means, Google it. Uh, and she immediately threw out the crock pot. Yeah, and, the crock and, pot's gone. And said, we need to get smoke detectors. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I had to go well, back I'm glad out. And, I had to go back out and grab the crock pot. And I said, "No, see, this is why I make sure all the appliances are unplugged in the kitchen." See, I don't do that. I suck at that. But yeah. I, I think the only one that gets left in is the toaster. Um, oh, good but, thing that's not a fire hazard. It's it's yeah, I, it's it's crazy. But you know, dying in a fire is like my greatest fear, and not the smoke inhalation because th- that's cool. If I go from smoke inhalation, whatever. Just Zoner barbecue. That's... I do not want to be burned alive. That is like I, I have such a great fear of that. And you have no response. I was going to see how long we could hold that awkward silence. See, I, I was I was watching, but I wasn't sure what you were doing because you know, yeah, we've we've only been doing this for six and a half years together. So uh, moving on into other Google stuff here, Google has also announced that their G Suite. Um, is doing well. It's doing really, really great. Um, I, I, however, it's not doing as well as they want to. Um, they made $1.3 billion selling the G Suite. And if, if you need a reminder, that's like Google Drive, uh, Docs, um, Sheets, Word. Slides. Yeah. Um, their alt- uh, calendar, it's, Gmail. Yeah, it's it's their Microsoft Office competitor. Mm-hmm. And $1.3 billion. Hey, I'd take a check for that. However, it's number two. And number one is Microsoft at $13.8 billion. Yeah, there's a little bit of a discrepancy between the two. Slight difference, right? Slight. Um, and what's worse is the fact that even though people are still going to Google, it's people who don't know what the crap they're doing. I, I can say that, okay? Not as a Microsoft fanboy. I can say that because everyone knows what my day job is, but what many people don't know is I'm also a freelance contractor who does the same services for a lot of small businesses, businesses that can't afford a full-time admin um, that are really small but need larger 
that have larger IT needs, right? Uh, it's a it's a thirty person shop. Uh, let's say they're plumbers, right? And we're all plumbers, and that's great. And we don't need IT. We're just plumbers. Well, everyone needs IT, right? Everyone needs an email system. Everyone needs some way to get their computers or their phones to talk to each other. They need phones. Everyone has it, okay? And I always have to tell them, oh, yeah, well, my nephew came in, and he got us this Google stuff. And, okay, how how well does it work? Oh, it doesn't work at all. Great. How much are you paying for it? Well, we're paying this much. Okay. I can get you Microsoft's Office 365 that'll work perfectly with everything you have. It will have 10 times as many features. It'll be twice as reliable, and it costs the same amount. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have never found one instance where Google's G Suite works in the long run for people. You know, I've noticed the companies that I've worked for that and that I am aware of who used Google were startups. Yeah. They were or or they were still run like startups. And they shouldn't have been. They should have moved on. They should have moved on. I mean, I worked for a company for 7 years. Uh it was a 15-year-old company. It still was run like a startup. They used Google Suite. They used the G Suite. My mom worked for a company they used Google. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it. We use Google as stolen droids. It, it works great for our needs. But we're, what, like, I mean, 15 people organization? Something like that? 15 people very loosely based in an organization, if we're yes. being honest. Yeah, I mean, we've got a, a handful of contributors, and we've got we've got our show hosts and a few, few people who do stuff behind the scenes. But, and if we're being 100% brutally honest, the only reason we even still do it is because other people don't want to move to Office 365 because it's a Microsoft product, so it must be evil. I'm not going to name names, but we do have those people in our staff. And, okay, fine, it's no skin off my nose to stay on this system. But if needs be, we could pull up roots and move to Office 365 in a heartbeat, and it wouldn't cost us anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it is what it is, you know? It's it's a good product, but it's not a product that if I'm running a Fortune 500 company, I'm going to look at using. And apparently, I'm not the only one that feels that way because only 15 companies listed on the S&P 500 currently use Google's business tools. Hmm, how many businesses are on that list? Uh, I, I'm guessing 500. Okay, yeah. I, I could be wrong. Ruff, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm just guessing there's 500 based on the number uh, 500 there in S&P 500. You'd be right. <laughs> but, I mean, it, yeah, it's the number two office suite, but it's a distant number two from, from Microsoft. Very distant. Um, uh, but it is growing but why? I mean, yeah. Google Google does not offer the stuff that. It, I mean, like I said, it works great for us. But if I'm if I'm running a huge company, I'm not using this. I'm using something else. Right. Um, in other Google news, though, technically it's YouTube. YouTube TV launched a client this week. Um, if you need a reminder, YouTube TV is what Schmitty always wished he had with Arrow. Arrow. Whatever that TV service over the internet was that got shut down, and he he never got it again. Yeah, that sucks. Still, I think that's I think that's a bummer. Still, 
Yeah, it, it's his Jericho. Um, oh, you had to do that, didn't you? I don't never, think I have a trigger like that. Never forget Jericho. But um, I don't know. You're Japanese. Um, Hiroshima, maybe? It, <laughs> it's Hiroshima, you uncultured swine. And see, it's just the mispronunciation that was your trigger. <laughs> not, not the fact that we bombed the crap out of it. Just the fact that I said it wrong. Well, you know, bombs can't be taken back, but you can correct your pronunciation. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be welcome back there again. Um, no, okay, you won't. so I don't even remember. What, oh, yeah. Um, YouTube, YouTube TV. TV. So, what is YouTube TV? We talked about it very briefly when it first launched, and we haven't really talked about it since, and it's grown considerably. So it much really so that, has. So much so that I actually have a trial for it. I'm, I'm trying that out right now to see if we want to move to it. So, right now, there's about 80 cities in the U.S. that qualify for it, and that's really, really a loose word. Um, I currently live, oh, what am I? I'm about 50 miles from Salt Lake City. I'm on the opposite side of another county, okay? And Google knows this. YouTube knows this. And YouTube still lists me in the Salt Lake City region, so I'm still covered. Well, it's. I think it's because you're in the Salt Lake City TV market, right? And that's really what it is. But they don't really they don't explain that, so it's a little bit confusing. Yeah, there, I, there's not a Parowan or, or Scipio TV market, you yeah. know, a Nephi TV market, a hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah, I mean, even St. George is considered part of Salt Lake's TV market, and they're five hours away from downtown Salt Lake. Actually, I think they might be in Vegas's. Are they? I don't know. I, in any I, case, they get they get. Salt Lake stations down there. In any case, so it's about 50 stations, including local ones, that stream over the internet. Um, each account can have like up to six sub-accounts, so family members can have their own. Unlimited DVR service. You can watch shows on demand. You can watch shows live. I've been flipping through channels. You can search movies. You can search everything. It's a tight little service. It works really, really well. And now it's on Roku. It's on Xbox One. Um, they're working on getting into Apple TV, and you can sign up for a seven-day trial. I've been using it for three days. We will not be keeping it. Why is that? Because after seven days, it becomes $35 a month. That does seem a bit pricey, and if I'm going to cut the cord, it's because I don't want to pay $35 a month. Right. Well, and if you if I was just a cable subscriber, then $35 a month to basically replace cable isn't a bad idea because then I can no, stream it to not. nearly every device. Yeah. However, um, and when I say stream, I mean like like the Superb Owl will be on YouTube TV this weekend. That's a big deal to be able to watch a show like that on a live stream through something that isn't ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That That's really a testament to how far we've come with uh, digital media. However... I don't just use cable TV. And a good example would be like Hulu. My wife uses Hulu. And yeah, it means that when she watches her Grey's Anatomy, she's watching it 12 hours after it actually aired. But she's watching it with no ads. And when she's done, she can switch to a show that's been off the air, like Jericho, for years. Because they have the entire back catalog, which YouTube TV does not have. And Hulu costs a fraction of that. Hulu ad-free is what, 12 bucks a month? Yeah. Now, my problem with Hulu 
is I can't get it to work on any of my devices except my Roku 4. I have two Roku TVs, and it won't work on either one of them. Uninstall it. Works perfectly oh. on all of mine. I have, I, I, have, I have two Roku TVs, and I have a Roku Premium Pro. Works on all of them. Works on I, all of our mobile devices. I have uninstalled it and reinstalled it multiple times. Reach out to Roku support. They're actually really good about that. Anyway, so, but the point is, is that for like one-third the cost, you can have nearly the same features. Sure, you can't watch live TV, but most people who cut the cord don't watch live TV anyway. And if you have a Roku TV from TCL, as we talked about at CES, you just plug an external hard drive into the back into its USB port, and boom, you have an instant DVR there too. Yeah, and that's really nice. I, I really like that feature. So I like this. I like it a lot, except for the annoying fact that if you want to use YouTube TV on your PC, you have to be using Chrome. Grow up, Google. Um, but it just feels... But- do you expect anything less from Google after some of the headlines we've talked about over the no, last few months? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I use a Firefox now, but I used Edge. And even in Firefox, I say, try upgrading to a newer, more modern browser like Chrome. I'm like, yeah, yeah, screw you. That's a, that's annoying. Yeah. I wish this was priced better. Um, it would be a lot more attractive if so. But, you know, if they start pricing it too good, and I mean, cable companies own TV channels now. Mm -hmm. True. And so they're not going to let them in on that piece of the pie only to have it completely undercut their own business. True. And so I understand why Google's having to charge what they're charging because they're probably having to pay the cable companies a fortune to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Which, again, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of cutting the cord if you're still going to be paying almost $40 a month for, for channels. That's right. like a dollar a channel. Yeah, if I get rid of my cable, what I have left of my cable um, to get this, my cable package is $19. But then my price goes back up by $5 because currently it's bundled with my internet. So really I only save $14 to buy this $35 a month thing. And we can't get rid of Hulu because, again, we use the back catalog. Yeah. Well, and then you still need Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you've probably got Amazon Prime, I'm imagining. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 see the, I see what Google's trying to do with this. I appreciate what they're trying to do with it. But I think their price point is not something that will ever make me interested in it legitimately. Right, right. Um, Okay, into some Facebook news. Child advocacy groups are calling on Facebook to end Messenger for Kids. Remember they opened up Facebook Messenger just for kids' accounts? Yep. Um, They're worried about addiction. You know, it's really funny that this advocacy group didn't go after Apple. Throwback headline there. there. There's there's nothing, nothing addictive on Apple, though. Right. No, but you remember last week when we talked about how Apple shareholders were idiots. Yeah. 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 Um, And I completely agree with them on this one. I completely agree with them on this one. You know, a lot of times these, these parents groups are just so far out there that I have a tough time siding with them. Right. There was the one that, you know, we should make hot dogs shorter because they're so long that kids could choke on them. Really? Really? If you didn't teach your kid to chew well enough, then maybe this is Darwinism. Yeah, and wasn't there something in 
in Colorado with some dad trying to make something completely illegal because he was oh iPhones I- illegal to sell an iPhone or a smartphone to a minor because right. because of their addictive properties you know that's just ridiculous. However, I have dealt with iPhone addiction in my own family with my children, or not iPhone addiction, smartphone addiction, uh, with my kids, and I took care of it. I was a parent, and I took the phone away, and I gave them a dumb phone, and everything's better now. That aside, though, this messenger like this is a real threat. It totally is a threat. Because if your kids do have access to a smartphone, or really any computer... And there's They're, this supposed safe space for them to go in and start chatting with whoever they want or however they want. There's that false sense of security there that all too many parents play into and say, oh, well, this will be fine. It's fine. You know, what What, what could really happen? Really? Well, and now Facebook, if you recall, this does have to go through like the parent's account or the parents have to approve it and whatnot. But how many parents are going to ask their kid, oh, this person wants to be your friend to chat with you. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, I like them. They're my friend. Okay, boom. You get access. I've watched parents sit there and buy rated M games for their kids at stores because they don't even know what the rating means. Yeah. I mean, the kids are going to say what they have to say to get what they want. And a lot of times parents are not well-informed enough or intelligent enough or... Uh, observant enough to realize when it's a potential issue. My first online chat with anyone, I was age 13. It was in an AOL chat room meant for young teenagers. Okay? Okay. And the first person I chatted with went by the name Dancer36DD. I remember that clearly because we started talking about our names, about our, our online handles. I'm like, so you like to dance? Yep, I do it professionally. I'm like, okay. And what did the rest of your name mean? And they said, I wonder, wink, wink. I'm 13. I didn't know what that meant. I really didn't know what that meant. I was pretty innocent. Oh, how times have changed. Yeah, I remember that now going, oh, oh, wait a minute. What were you freaking doing in a teenager's chat room? Yeah. And, yeah, okay, so what? That was 20 years ago, you know, 23 the, years ago. The funny thing is, it was probably a dude. It probably was. And you could say, oh, well, but things have changed. You know, online access has changed. Yes, but it also hasn't. Kids there's, shouldn't have access to this. There's still a lot of scum out there. Indeed. In fact, there's probably more now than there was. I mean, and... and when people get behind a keyboard, they get their keyboard courage. They do and say things that you normally wouldn't do or say in public. Well, listen, if anyone disagrees with me, anyone, doesn't have to be a parent. You don't have to be married. You don't even have to like kids. I want you to go out and look up the trial of, what is it, Larry Nasser right now? Yeah. Imagine him with a Facebook Messenger for Kids account. Okay? Just do that and then come back to us. Um, okay, let's move through screw-ups, shall we? Um, Facebook had to block and boot an anti-Black Panther group. This group of a-holes wanted to ruin Black Panther, the movie that's coming out. So they were trying to arrange how to boycott it on Rotten Tomatoes by giving it negative views. And they created a Facebook group. 
They wanted to do what was done with The Last Jedi. Um, and Facebook booted them for it. Now, on one hand, I don't think Facebook had the... I can't say had the right. It's their platform. Of course they have the right. I think that Facebook was worried about racial repercussions here, being seen as sympathizing with white nationals. I agree. And it's not even that these are white nationals, although they could be. But these are people that are DC extended universe fans. Yeah, they, they want to see DC. They want to see Marvel get a bad score. Um, yeah. Which people. And nobody's going to give Black Panther a bad score because if you are, you're racist. Even if it's the worst movie ever, it's such an empowering movie for African-Americans and Africans in this case with some of the actors that the blowback on that will be horrific. If this movie is bad, it will fail under its own merit. Yes. Okay. This isn't the first black superhero movie, believe it or not. Uh, And who could remember the empowering movie that is Shaquille O'Neal in Steel or Robert Townsend in Meteor Man? Okay, if or it's Bill a, Cosby in Leonard Part Six, or Bill Cosby in Meteor Man. Um, <laughs> Nobody remembers Bill Cosby. He offered him a drink, and that was that. Yeah, or Bill Cosby in any number of young actresses. Um, so yeah, I I said it, and I immediately regretted it. Um, <laughs> my point is, is that if it's a bad movie, people, it's going to fail under its own weight, and if it's a bad movie. Marvel isn't going to release it. See, I don't know about that because I did not like Iron Man 3. I thought Iron Man 3 was a bad movie, and they still released it. It wasn't a good movie, but it wasn't a bad movie. But that's neither here nor there. That's a GGP episode. Um, By doing this, you basically make yourself look like white nationalists. You do, and and that's, that's the thing. And by Facebook doing this, they come across as ultra-sensitive and protecting when really it's just – People grow up um, in dumb news. Well, all that being said, mm-hmm. Black Panther looks freaking amazing, and I will be there opening weekend. Oh, totally amazing. The villain, <laughs> I just put this together. The villain, I forget his name, the one who's playing Killmonger. Uh huh. Yeah, he was the actor from Fan Four Stick. He was yes. the Human Torch. Yes. And I, I could barely recognize him. My, and if Michael pull, B. Jordan, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. If, if he can pull this off, I think we, he, he, he gets a, a mulligan for Fan Four Stick. I, I, I propose that. We just kind of forget he was ever in that. Uh, I think we forget that everybody was in Fan 4 Stick. It never happened. Right, right. I still haven't seen it. Neither have I. Um, in dumb news, in fact, news that uh, news of the stupid, uh, a memo was leaked that President Trump's uh, team wants to nationalize the 5G standard. Remember last week we talked about how they don't want the Chinese to work on the standard? Yep. They want to, the U.S. to do it, and they want the federal government to create it. No. That is a stupid, stupid, bad idea. Yeah. The government, no. If you think it's bad with the government tapping your phone now with Verizon or with T-Mobile, imagine if they have direct access and ownership of the network. Uh, it, look, the reason it's called a standard is because it has to be standard. It has to meet everyone's needs. If it's only created by one entity, guess what? It's going to serve their needs. Yep, exactly. Uh, so that's and and um, I don't need 
anything meeting this administration's needs in terms of my cell phone access. That's terrifying to me. Although surprisingly, a Jeep Pie came out and said, "Yeah, that's not that's not going to happen." We well, there's a line that everyone has. You know? Yes, yes, and that apparently is his. Yeah, he's sitting there going, "Look, look, I'm all for you know black spiders and and eagles, but we're going straight Nazi here. I'm not ready for that." <laughs> yeah. Um, in other dumb news, Equifax had a app that locked your credit score, remember, after that huge blow-up? Only it didn't. It simply locked your phone up because the app is so badly coded, it doesn't work. Who'd have thunk the company that got breached for having bad software put out an app that's so bad it doesn't work? Maybe they shouldn't be a software development company? Maybe they shouldn't be anything, and they should give everybody a huge chunk of money because we mm-hmm. all got screwed. Speaking of getting screwed, uh, OnePlus, the company that makes the OnePlus One, OnePlus Two, OnePlus Three, the, the phone company, um, they had a uh, bit of a vulnerability that got breached, and uh, 40,000 users were exposed. Their credit card information was exposed. Yeah. I can't even put this on Hacks Honor. He's never had a OnePlus. I, I have not. I have not. Although I've heard they're good phones. Yeah, not so much anymore. I remember when they came out, they were supposed to be like the unicorn phone like great hardware great software low price um and honestly i've heard nothing but bad things since either in terms of business practices or software compatibility or ethics and now this it's they were supposed to be our savior yep Uh, and finally and i love this one this one i actually saw um as we were recording last week's episode uh, and i kept it for this one strava which I'm not as familiar with. It's a uh, it's a, a fitness it's a fitness app. It's a fitness app, sure. Um, and you can go in, you can see kind of a heat map uh, that shows where everyone's working out with it, including CIA black sites and military bases. Because you know, people need to be able to work out when you're in the military, and many of them wear fitness trackers. And oh, hey, look, here's that CIA black site that, according to a satellite photo, is all blurred out. But when you look at this heat map, you can see individual hallways. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty terrible, too. Um, you can see the patrol routes. You can see... It's hilarious. It, it would be a lot funnier, too, if our national security wasn't at risk. <laughs> and so now the government is having to determine how they handle personal electronics. How they handle, you know, smartwatches, how they handle fitness trackers, mm-hmm. all these things that have GPS and tracking enabled uh, are causing, are, are potentially causing a lot of problems. So. Yeah. Uh, geez. Okay. Into our favorites. Uh, this week, Marvel released the first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp. It looks awesome. It does look awesome. I, I'm very excited for that. I'm super excited for it. I'm just going to say that. That's just my favorite. You know, Ant-Man was not a movie that I was really thrilled for because I hate the character. I, I really don't like the character. Although, it's more Hank Pym that I don't like. Um, Scott Lang, he, he's fine, I guess. But I was pleasantly surprised by the first Ant-Man movie. Uh, my favorite this week uh, is celebrating is a celebration of 25 years of Batman the Animated Series. Arlen Schumer, uh, comic book historian, did a visual lecture, and it is now available. We have it posted up on our site. It is awesome. 
Uh, it's about a little over an hour, hour and a half, something like that, uh, where he talks about the art influences and some uh, behind-the-scenes things with Batman the Anime series that are just absolutely fascinating. You need to check it out. Excellent. All right, well, that is our show this week. Hey, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. We miss hearing from you. You know, seriously. Um, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's called 801-917-GEEK. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.